Welcome back, Beard Watch Podcast, episode 327. Charleston One Podcast recorded in the basement. It is our our two dose annual or annual podcast. I guess first of the year 2024, Survivor, season 46, where we pick them. We've got two former winners on, and then of always Jeeves and Duvall. We're still searching for our first Survivor fantasy game win. But yes, here we are. We'll intro it up first. Chris thought he was picking all his picks live, so this should be a good one. Duvall's picking his picks now. I've only made picks two through six in my first voted out, so we'll start off with the prepared people. Michael, season 41 winner with a 91 total points win score there. How you doing? Doing good, man. Running uh, running on low sleep. Got a new uh, puppy dog here the last month or so, so it's been uh, been an adventure, but happy to be here. Hopefully can uh, reclaim the crown. Yeah, I know. It's been a while. I think you've had other things with work going on. You missed the past couple other Survivor pods, so good to have you back, and we'll see. Yeah, we'll see how good. Interested to see how your picks uh, straightened out for this one. Jeeves, man, you, yeah. we lost you there. Did your internet get cut off, or you jumped over to no, something else? No, my... my my power cord fell off. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Uh, fair, okay. Well, good. I'm glad you could figure out how to plug the power cord back in and get it going. Yeah, how you doing? We're, we're back. We're back in business. Uh, I'm also doing my picks live. I oh. just now looked at them. So okay, see how it goes. All right. Um, but if you're looking for me, it's Jeeves1988 on Instagram and Twitter. That's right, Michael. I think we forgot to give your shout out for any of your socials if you want to be found. Yeah, I think uh, Instagram, it's the Michael underscore rap. Um, and that's really the only thing I might actually post. Everything else, just keeping up with with uh, with social media and not really posting anything. <laughs> Fair enough. And I'll let du- uh, Duvall and Chris catch up on themselves there. For me, JRO Nation, Twitter and Instagram, the Beards Watch podcast, uh, Facebook, and then the Beards Watch on Twitter and Instagram. And then, of course, listen to the podcast wherever you listen to all your podcasts. And then, of course, our YouTube they see me rolling. It's got our beer cards, brewery reviews, uh, smelling salts. We're going to have a, a video releasing soon. G's about threw up in the brewery. Chris almost passed out, but we did some at Cheeks' bachelor party, and then I busted a new set out over at the brewery for Jerry Ann's birthday. So that was some great reaction videos, ice cream taste tests, all that good stuff we've got going on. So subscribe to that. And, yeah, so let's see. Duvall, how you feeling? Uh. I'm doing pretty good, man. You know, I think I got the winning one over here. I think, you know, I'm trying to be the king of cram over here, just trying to make sure I get everything and, and, and get everything in place. Uh, but I'm doing well, man. I can't complain, man. Uh, glad to be here. I can't believe Survivor's already back 40, season 46. That's crazy. But if you're looking for me, uh, just do ball on Instagram, Rod vs. Do ball on Twitter. All right. And Mike, how are you doing? The, the last season, season 45 champ. With a winning point Curry. total of 96 points, how you doing? I'm good. I'm the winner, man. This is the best podcast I've been on. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting at the top of the, the throne right now. Man. I know. Did you wear your shirt or what? Uh, yeah. It's okay. great. We'll just, yeah, we'll just say it is. Okay. <laughs> All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. All right. So if you haven't listened to one of these podcasts before, we're just going to go around Talk about all our six picks, first voted out, discuss a little bit. I know a lot of it's kind of last-minute judgments, but, hey, that's just kind of how it goes sometimes in life. But before we dive into that, did anybody see Propes kind of go viral for his comment today about no more villains? Did anybody else see that? Michael, no, because I know you're – no. So he no. he was on a podcast 
uh, this, I guess, either this past week promoting the new season, and he said, because Michael Burnett, who created the show, is no longer helping produce it. He still just has his name as the, you know, creator of the show on there. But Probst is basically the big guy, and he said he's not, he doesn't want any more villains to be cast. He wants it all to be be about positivity and all that, and I understand what he's saying, but what makes a great show is the back and forth. People seeing the true people who are going to try to do good and maybe win, or the people who are going to Johnny Fairplay and lie about their grandma's death and it's not really, or the... I mean, if you look at that Heroes vs. Villains season, that villain tribe almost built Survivor with Poverty and Boston Rob and Sandra and Tyson. And, like, there's so many goats on there that I get it. You don't want to spew negativity, this, that, and the third, but... That's the beauty of reality television. And don't we all love a hero and a villain? That's that's what everything's kind of built on. Yeah, like, listen, they're, they're going to set up enough positive moments. Like, they, <laughs> they bring these people in the cast to have these incredible stories. Like, they're going to have their moments. But you still, like, you want to frame – or not frame, but, like, people are going to do some things that are really kind of villainous, and they should definitely – run with that like yeah. because if you if you focus on that and then build up like the positive ones are going to be even more positive yeah that's weird that, that's a weird thing for him to say because yeah the best of the best are like 80 percent villains yeah <laughs> and, and that but that's just kind of and we've talked about it in seasons past what we've missed some of that is some of that just back and forth and i understand you don't want to always see people screaming at each other and putting each other down and stuff but some of that is just kind of seeing Stuff you can get away with that you wouldn't get away with in your work environment, right? Like deceiving, going through people's bags, go, you know, kind of lying to their face about certain things or whatever. And how does it play out when the cameras are rolling? And you know, can their real, can they hide that from their real life and do this? So I don't know. It's, it, you know, we've 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 talked about the the positives and negatives of this new kind of era. You know, some of us watching it from the beginning, and we've had some quarrels with some of the stuff they brought the auction back. It sounds like they're not going to do the auction. For this this upcoming season, so that you know, but I just I hope he kind of changes, it. and I know he's he's still burned by those two people quitting on this last one, and I know he's probably making sure because we always know there's a bazillion people out there that actually want to play, so yeah. you know quit. But I don't know, I just didn't think that was a great move because you know good versus evil is like what we're all about, right? Like that's almost every storyline plot there is. It's the only reason reality television became popular in the first place is the drama and the people that the audience doesn't like. You know, it didn't become popular because we were hanging out talking about, you know, Susie overcoming whatever. You know what I mean? Like, you got to hate somebody. That's that's part of the fun. That, that reality TV is set up for, uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that kind of reality is set up for TLC. Right? Yes. Just fun stories, great yep. moments, wonderful life. You know, we focus enough on, like, their development from the start of the show to the end, and that's great. I'm happy that there are different people at the end, but I, I want I want some cutthroat, like, I want people to be excited about blindsides and yeah. getting after it with other people, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's. It's so kumbaya, kind of like you said, when it gets to the end, everybody's so upset and no one's mad at each other. And it's like, wait a second, like, it still is a game for a million dollars. Your feelings should be hurt. Like, I like it when people are, like, mad. And then, yeah, when they look back at it, they're like, all right, it's all good. Like, it's a game. But it's, you know, it's good to see those um, those raw emotions. Like, it's okay to have emotions and not always be like, oh, good job, everybody. We're all winners. Because, no, you're not all winners. Like, the, there is one winner who gets the million dollars and all that kind of stuff. So, 
Yeah, interesting to see. Not to just drag on the season, but I just thought that was an interesting take on his part when I, some of the best characters they've ever seen on that show have been people who were considered villains, quote-unquote. So, yeah. All right. Let's yeah. dive into it. We're going to pick. We'll let Chris go first. He's going to start. Chris, who is your sixth overall seed there? Jessica Chong. Okay. And Jessica why'd you throw Chong. her at six? Um, she was my last selection. And Asian people are tough. Is that our? Am I allowed to say that? I mean, I, you know, hard-nosed people, just nose-down, grindstone kind of culture. You know, um, willing to go through whatever happens. You know, that's that's kind of the vibe I get. So. Did anybody else choose her? No, I didn't have it. So I'm gonna counteract, and again, it's it's always fun to see different people. I'm with you, Chris, on that spec, but the last couple times that I have chosen someone of Asian orientation or descent, they've burned me. I don't know what it is recently. They just haven't played as well, and it's nothing against her, just kind of the facts of it. So that's why I wanted to put her on my team, but then I just said, you know what, I'm going to stay away this season. Let's see if that arc can maybe change, but, you know, we'll see. But I mean, Hong Kong, China, and Toronto, so we've got two Canadians on this season, they've usually, you know, it seems like they've always now they're adding like two, one or two Canadians. You know, they've, they've kind of kept that theme overall since Erica won that first Canadian who won a couple years ago. But all right, well, Michael, since you're this other winner on here, who's your number six? Yeah, so my number six was uh, Tim Spicer. Okay. Um, I just I liked his vibe. Um, he. I, to be honest, he loved Peaky Blinders and like the little readout I was reading. I was like, that's my dude right there. Um, <clears throat> it just seems like he, he kind of explained himself as strategic, but also like really good at listening. Um, so I feel like he's just always going to be kind of hanging out, always with the, the crowd and going in the right direction. Um, and, and he's not going to rock the boat too much. I think I kind of, I went with that with, with my whole crew here is just like people who are going to, be calm. You're going to be strong enough in challenges to stick around and then, you know, be nice and, and listen to, to the rest of the group. He's also a college coach. So, yeah. you know, he can, mm-hmm. he can read a room um, and, and kind of sort things out. So I like, I liked his, uh, his vibe and, and piggy blinder send it over the top for me. Yeah. I looked at his tribe and they look to me like just from appearances, maybe the strongest tribe. Um, I worry, the only worrisome is being that college coach, is he able to step back and not be a coach, right? Will he sometimes maybe take over and people, as we've seen with maybe Bruce last year, now Bruce got a lot, he went a far away, but his tribe kept winning so he didn't get get on the chopping block, but will he necessarily brush people the wrong way and be like, wait a second, I'm not your your uh, you know student over here or whatever it may be. But I, he was in contention for my one. I'm still, I'm still teetering on a like three here for my number one. So we'll see how it goes. But yeah, I have I have him as number four. Okay. Why was that? Number one. Oh, number one. Oh, numero uno, baby. Look at that. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. He looked. He just Chris is like, already knocking out two people. <laughs> he looked like the most likable person. Okay. But the college coach thing, like he's teaching young people how to work as a team. Like he should know how to work as okay. a team. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't say head coach either, right? It yep. just says coach. 
So, um, yeah, I yeah, big dog. Yeah, he's my number number one. Okay. Well, he's also he's thirty one too. So like, yeah, he's only seven years young or older maybe than than some of the guys with with uh, COVID yeah. <laughs> three years of eligibility That's whatever. True, but yeah. like, he's probably the guy on the on the the bench who's like relatable, um, like relatable, feels good yep. with the guys. Probably played. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, I I did. You mentioned the uh, tribes. I stayed away from looking at the tribes this time. Okay. Because when I won, I, d- I just looked at the individuals. Okay. And ever since then, I look at the tribes. <laughs> but I did look at the, the tribes tonight, and I got four on his tribe. So I'm going to need that tribe to win. I'm going to need that tribe to do well. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, Duvall, you hadn't thrown one down yet, yeah, so I'll yeah, let you so go. Okay. So my six. I did uh, Jamila uh, Hussein Adams. Um, she's a international brand mentor. So I think in terms of, uh, from a branding perspective, I think she's able to understand how she needs to present herself in this particular setting. So I think she's going to kind of go a long way, just being able to kind of be understandable and be responsible for her brand as she's going through this this game so i got her at six we'll 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 see how she lands but i got her at six okay i actually have her as my number one wow yeah i I found her interesting yeah i mean she's got like the uh she talked about bungee jumping and coconut trees and freezing desert so like i feel like she's got the adventure part um and like you said, international brand mentor, manager, whatever, like she mm-hmm. can kind of, I feel like you have to read a room and, and understand public opinion pretty well to, to be able to do yeah. something like that. So I don't know. I, I liked her vibe from the start. She, she was also the first name I read. So that might've been, that might've been <laughs> some of it, but you know. <laughs> uh, all right. My six, I'm going with Venus, you know, Everybody knows I've done that. We've done how many of these podcasts now? Always got to throw a couple attractive females in there. She's got a wild name. Another Canadian. Like I said, quick pick. I didn't want to throw her up too high, but I still she gives me a little bit of poverty vibes. You know, can sneak her way through. Use a little bit of that flirtation, but that's really what it was. I mean, what is she a a data analyst? What the hell does that mean? I don't know. That could mean a, a numerous amount of things. What kind of data does she analyze? Who knows? But. I know. I think maybe she can get by. It does worry me that her tribe looks decently strong. I mean, I guess they all look decently from the blown-out picture that I sent at the end. Like, competitive, but that Yanu looks a lot weaker to me, just the women's women-wise. But, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm just going to go with Venus. Like I said, with Michael, too. I try not to focus too much on it because you can positive and negative every single person on this thing. You'll drive yourself crazy if you spend too much time trying to analyze and, and just go and just pick and go. So that's where I'm at. And I am, and actually I have Venus at five. So okay. um, for a lot of those same reasons, because she's able to be a little bit of eye candy. She's able to be somebody that, you know, they're going to want to come and watch and see. So I think I, I got her at, at my five. Okay. I have Who's her that? as my uh, uh, first out. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, shit. Okay. okay, Jeeves, okay. I'm with Jeeves on this one. I think, I think like her attractiveness, and she's so damn skinny. Like, what weight is she gonna lose? 
Like, <laughs> well, they yeah, did. She got to contribute, you know. They did say back in the day when they were casting female competitors, they would always picture them fifteen to twenty pounds lighter and how they would look in a bikini because that's when it would. They, 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 that came out. That came out years and years ago of how they were casting, and everyone, everyone was like, "Wait, whoa, 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 whoa!" Because you know that was different times. So. Yeah. To, just to follow that yeah. up, that was a fact they released themselves. So uh, it's a strange little thing, but yeah, I always got to throw a couple of attractive females in there. I just, yeah. you know, so. Jeeves, I'm I'm with you. She's not my first voted out, but when I was reading her like little bio that that uh, Jake sent, she said she's like Regina George from Me Girls, and I was like, <laughs> I'm out. I can't like <laughs> that day one if she comes in with that energy like people are gonna hate her so uh if she can make it through that she might go a while but if if she pulls off that regina george vibe that's not gonna last long okay all right who's got a wait duvall just did my six oh you have it oh okay my bad no i got um kenzie petty just because she's from charlotte had to put the charlotte girl on there so I just put I put her as my sixth. I've okay. got her at number four. Okay. Okay. You know, entrepreneur tattoos from the you know Michigan, it's the Midwest, right? Michigan. You know, she could she looks like she could like take some pain and deal with some bullshit for a little bit, right? <laughs> An entrepreneur with dang leg sleeves, like you don't have patience and. Tolerance if you got a leg sleeve, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, she, yeah. Plus Charlotte, then, yeah, that was the the tipper. Yeah, I put her in because she's from Charlotte. I was like, yeah, she's my number three. Okay. You, you got to root for the, for the hometown. Um, and she said something about jigsaw puzzles, and I was like, okay, cool, puzzles. And then she mentioned Marianne, which I feel like is an interesting, yeah. like, person to try and – yeah. become or, or like play as if she is really that quirky and, and kind of work it to her advantage I guess you could say that could work really well for her yeah. as long as she's not like completely terrible at challenges yeah yeah I, I, I threw her at five I was nervous of putting her on because she's actually one of the people were sending me her bio and her little Instagram thing because like oh look someone from Charlotte and I think our friend Brittany who's been on the podcast before sent it to me because she's met her before in real life so I did watch her little clip, but it made me nervous because the way she was talking almost seemed like she didn't wasn't going to last that long. I don't know because you know how they have to kind of talk in code and talk about how excited they are and how the trip was and how amazing it is and they can't release anything. But I still just fell on the sword of, all right, I'm going to – maybe she was also just – am I thinking about it too hard? And like you said, like cheer for some – we haven't had somebody from Charlotte, I think, in a long time been, been on reality TV shows, so – you know, I'll, I'll I'll join the group think here and, and threw her down at five, and, and we'll see what happens. And maybe she goes out three, and then we're all kicking ourselves going, well, I guess we're going to enjoy the rest of the season because we can't win, so. All right. <laughs> I don't even have her on there, so. Okay. Um, yeah, so we'll see. All right, who's got a lower a five left, or a, what's the lowest someone's got left? I've got a five. I have a five. All right, well, let's let Mike go since Jeeves just went. Yep. Okay. I went with uh, Banu Gopal. Okay. He's uh, the older guy from from India. He's now 
in Massachusetts, so he might have some Boston vibe to him. Little Boston India combo. I feel like that's never been done in Survivor. Oh, yeah. Um and, and I mean he just seems like he's a pretty strong competitor, pretty strong guy. Um but he's also like a, a good time is, is kind of what I've gotten. A little nervous he's a little bit older, but um I you know, I think they try to cover the basis and be pretty diverse and and i don't know maybe this would be the first uh indian boston massachusetts uh winner <laughs> okay okay nobody else got him yeah no he just slipped through the cracks for me we'll see how he does though again yep you pick six out of 18 so 12 you don't get but hey all right yeah. nothing hold on nothing says good vibes like that you know Palm Tree USA tank top. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. All right, Jeeves, who's your five? My five is uh, Hunter McKnight. Okay. He's he's in that mid mid range of the age. Uh, He's he's decently fit. Um, So he's a science teacher, so he can dish out all the facts and everything, and take it take all take it all in. Okay. I've got, I've actually got him as my number two. Hmm. Damn, Chris you know, is about done with your team, ain't you? <laughs> just, just humble, down south, science teacher, yep. doesn't have a bunch of loot, charming, long blonde hair, athletic, but he's got the, the, the thing that people want to root for, as well as the physical gifts. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know, he just, humble down south you know make everybody smile and camp kind of vibe is what i got from him which may backfire right like mm-hmm. in survivor if, if if all of a sudden they realize wait this guy's a teacher i can't go against a teacher in a final because yeah, hey you pre- everybody can agree <laughs> that teachers are underpaid so like how do you know but again maybe he, his charm he can get all the way there so he was in contention for mine he was still in contention for my number one overall, but I got too many white people on my team, so I gotta I gotta diversify. <laughs> you gotta diversify your area. So he he didn't make the cut, but I can see all of the positives as Chris was saying. Yeah, he built. He said his favorite hobby is building survivor challenges. Ooh. Um. So like I know there's been a couple of those folks in the last couple seasons. I stayed away from him, but he was definitely in contention for my top six. He seems like if he can get out of his way the first couple yeah. of weeks where he's, like, too excited and mm-hmm. tries to do too much, like, he could he could go pretty far away. Yeah, you mean like old buddy who tried to climb that stone mountain and then fell and broke his shoulder? And yeah. And he would have probably dominated because he built all the stuff. And then who was the other – the NASA guy, Christian, who built everything and now has a side business of selling them on Etsy or whatever, and he got mm-hmm. through just because of – his charmness and youngness and, and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, if, if, yeah. He, if he lets it out of the bag too much and he's too dominant in some of those puzzle things, it might be mm-hmm. interesting to see how that does. But sometimes, depending on the tribe, you, you, you can stick around for a while. So, Yeah, don't fall off high rocks. That's a pretty <laughs> yeah, good like, rule of thumb for that. That was crazy. That was. Absolutely insane. All right, who's got a five or a four? Mm-hmm. I got a three now. All right. I got a four. I got, I got a, four. a four. All right, I go ahead, Mike. Oh, you four. said you got a five? I do. Oh, okay. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Charlie Davis. Hmm. Mr. Davis. Where you at? 
I, I got him at four. Yeah, I got him at four too. Yeah. Um, young, so he can withstand the physical stuff and just law student, right? Grinder. Mm-hmm. So um, I almost didn't want to take him because it says he's from Manchester by the sea, Massachusetts. Like, that's got to be the douchiest hometown <laughs> name in the country. But law student, he's a grinder, man. He's a grinder. He's going to, he's going to, manipulate people he's gonna do what he's gotta to do to get by right michael who does he remind you of who does he look like from survivor season hey. pass oh, oh um, spencer yes yeah. yes yeah, he looks like spencer he looks like spencer <laughs> yeah. that's actually probably that's why i threw him in it for i know spencer never won but he always was able to get pretty far he sat in the finals that once the first or second time he played so yeah, I mean, like, I really would love, as we're sitting here talking about age, I'd love to take a deep dive and do, like, the median age that every person has ever won on Survivor and just see what that sweet spot is, right? Is it, is it, I think the youngest person ever to win was, like, maybe 21 or 22 or something, but all the young people they always choose, their their youngness shows, right? Their immaturity shows at some point because they crack. But if they, you know, we had Gabler win, who was the oldest one, but every now and then, that's an outlier. There's only been like two people over 50 who have won, and that sweet age of, like you said, 26 to like 35, I think, is the is the pot there. So, no, like I said, I, as I talked about it, if I took Charlie, I know, Chris, you took Hunter too. It seemed like two very similar dudes in the aspects of just young white guys. One's a lawyer, one's a teacher, so different, you know, area code or uh, tax brackets. But, hey, well, I just went that way. He looked like Spencer, you know. And that's why he, I, I threw him down at four. He said he wanted to play like five. Uh, ah, he did? See, I, I think, maybe I read that blurb and it stayed in my mind, my subconscious or something. All right, Duvall, why'd you throw him at four? Uh, basically, basically because of everyone, kind of similar to what everybody else said in terms of him. Law student, um, Boston, Massachusetts, so he's got a kind of a little bit, a little bit of grit to him. Um, and then just being a law student, understanding the – the manipulation portion, understanding just like kind of ways to kind of get more out of people that they don't even know that they have or kind of really being able to talk to people in a way that other people might not be able to because he's able to use some of the law tactics, some of the different ways. Um, and also, like you said, he's young. So I think that's why I have him that for Kind of wanted to keep some type of youth as well. And we went, uh, what, two lawyers made it down to that final four, final five. Last year, uh, with what the oldest woman I can't remember her name, and then the other the other lady, the black girl who made it. So they've yeah. had a decent little run lately on Survivor. One decided to be open about them being a, and even and even the man in the final. I guess three because what's his name? The dude that finished third overall, the kind of just a loaf dude from Boston or wherever it was. He just bro. and made it. So lawyers have had a good run recently on on making it kind of far, but. It can end at any time, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. I got I got him as number one. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. Keith. Uh, oh, all right. And watch me the first one out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's happened to me that's happened yeah. to me a couple times. <laughs> like, yeah. I just watch it for I just watch it for fun then. <laughs> well yeah, you ha- everyone's done the math at least where you've got to a, Chris wins last year because he had, I think, four people in the final six. So you double up the points. You can't lose anybody until 
I want to say like six or seven. Your ideal, yeah. your you ideal. Have, you, have, you have like if you lose your first person after the merge, then you're pretty. In you're theory, pretty, you're pretty good. You're pretty going to be up there pretty high. In theory, so. de- depending on some of the bonus points, and if you get a, you need a couple deep runners. I mean, it's yep. been a while since we had someone not lose anybody till after the merge, but I think the sweet spot is seven or eight. If you get to like seven and that's your first person out, now you can't go seven, eight, nine, and then all of a sudden have two people in the end, you're probably not going to win. But there is the sweet spot of if you lose somebody at seven, but then you're, you're, and then you maybe lose somebody at 12, but they won two immunities, so maybe they got 14, 15 points there extra or added to it, so it's really a 15-pointer instead of a 12-pointer. And then if you get the final three, at least that can give you the, the full bonuses and all that kind of stuff. So, but yeah, no, it is. All right, who's got a four or a three or the what's the lowest? I still have my four. All right, let's hear it. I went with the. <clears throat> we talk about it every time I'm on here. We went with the mom pick. Yeah. I went with Maria Maria Gonzalez, older lady, mom of three. She you know traveled the world to to teach English at, at some point. You know she seems like she's had a a lot of life like she just listed off all these things she she did um but being a mom of three always seems to to help you usually stick around mm-hmm. once again i'm relying on that team to yeah. <laughs> to win um some early challenges because if she can make it you know out of that kind of early stage of the game she could probably be nice to everybody, not be a threat to maybe win all the challenges and stick it out till, you know, the final three. My goal is to just have three of my six be in the final three. Yeah. And then obviously one of them is going to win. It, it's pretty it's easy science out here. Yeah. But <laughs> they'll all get voted out first. <laughs> so I've, I've got her in contention for my number one. The reason I'm worried is just because of the – I know as we've – the moms always at least – they make it at least there because people feel like home. Like, everybody wants their mama, yeah. right? Like, at some point, yeah. and if she's got three of them, she's got plenty of patience. The 48 worries me just because she is older, but, you know, in this new Survivor, it's not a grind of 40 days or whatever it is. It's it's 28. It's still a grind, but... Well, we had that, we had the, what, that 45, 46-year-old girl... Lady last year, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. She didn't win, that, but that's where I'm. Yeah, that's she where didn't I'm, win, but she was I, I want her on my team. I don't want to drop yeah. anybody else off of it. But do I want to yeah. throw her at one? Maybe by the end of this podcast, we'll find out if I'm keeping her. If I'm going to throw her at one or not. But right now, she's the lead favorite, so we'll see. Yeah. And it's her. It's I'm trying her to think of the. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the last mom that like won. It probably was Sari. Like I feel oh, like. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. there's obviously a lot of moms out there, yeah. but like. You know the mom of the tribe, yes. like the yeah. the mid to late forties, fifties, yep. who just kind of hang out and be nice to everybody. Yep. And maybe Sandra is just like the villain version of a mom, but yep. like it could be, yeah. You know, uh, I just feel like you got to have somebody there. I think the next youngest woman is like thirty seven, mm-hmm. so definitely gonna take on that mom role. Hopefully, hopefully she's not like a woman version of Bruce, and everyone just. Is so annoyed with her from the start. Yeah, <laughs> was, uh, that's true. She was what I'm calling my first regret. Like I regret not having her on my list when I got done with it. Like because of yeah, she just looks like she could go far. I think the last one, Mike, even though she wasn't, she didn't play that mom role. Was game changer Sarah Lacina. 
she always talked about she's the police officer so she had police officers she had mom so she was yeah. she was playing that but yeah I mean I'm going I funnily enough I printed out every single winner from Wikipedia because I knew something like this was going to come up um Denise in Philippines 25 oh. might have been that might have been the, Denise, though she was like a, a mom role. yeah though she yeah. was a sex therapist and that was always funny to see <laughs> but she was she was the mom of kind of you know the older woman of the tribe but still ripped and athletic mm-hmm. is all get out. So that might be the last, like, mom, mom. And then, like you said, Sandra and Heroes vs. Villains. And um, really, other than that, at the time, winners. Yeah. So, yeah. And even, I guess, maybe she, she maybe she was the mom. I don't know if she played that mom role, though, when she won Pearl Island. So, I don't know. Yeah. So that's what's holding me back. From having her at number one, but I know she could be a potential big point getter. So, so, so explain the explain the process for me. So you have six to two, and then you've got a bunch of people in contention for number one. I've got like so three. They're either, three. You're either all in or all out on these people. Yeah, you're not gonna you're gonna slide them into the the three four spot. I, it's it's <laughs> a, I, I I just do my number in randomly. Like I go okay here's okay, like Venus okay. Venus here was six you know and here's yeah it's either Fair it's enough. all in okay. all out and that's what's killing me now. Yeah. And now that we're on the pod you know we've made the rule you once you say it on here you got to stick with that team you know mm-hmm. up into it just because so we'll see I know that's what that's what's killing me is like. I do want to throw her in, but then who do I throw out? You know what I mean? I kind of like the other people, and that's the conundrum you get with only picking six. So, But, all right. We're at threes. Twos. Who's got Anybody got a three? I got a, I got a three, or anybody's got a four or whatever. I have a three as well. All right, I'll go three. Yeah, I got a three, too. Uh, Liz Wilcox. Damn. The, 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 the nerdy girl. Kind of reminds me of the other, what was her name, a couple years ago. She played twice. I think she played with Spencer. I can't remember her name. Aubrey? Audrey. Yeah, Audrey. That was uh, Audrey, Aubrey. Audrey, not Aubrey. Is it Aubrey or I Audrey? Aud- I don't know. <laughs> it's Aubrey. It's Aubrey? Okay. okay. She yeah. reminds me of her. Again, I think she might have been, I think it went Venus at six. I circled and her at three right in the middle. I hope she can make it past some, She, you know. Marketing strategist, I don't know what the hell that means, whatever. From Michigan, but lives in Florida, so she's around crazy people all the time if you're living in Florida. But I don't know, just kind of threw it in there as maybe someone that can work her work well with people and, and make it and get some double point getters in there too. So, yeah. Yeah, I actually have her as uh, my first overall. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I've got her winning, and I think it's just more so just um, – Having that strategist background, I think she's able to use that to kind of leverage the teammates um, into how she wants to do things. And then once she gets to a point where she's, uh, once the merger happens and it's kind of just on her, I think she can use a lot of the the marketing background that she has to kind of just represent herself in a way to where people aren't getting rid of her uh, if she's losing challenges or anything like that. So I have her have her at one. Um, and then in terms of, well, we'll just, I guess we could stay with her, but I have a three as well, which is Tiffany Irvin. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I've got, I've got Liz Wilcox as my first out. Oh, okay. Oh, shit. (laughs) She just looks annoying to me. That was the only reason. (laughs) The only reason. She just looks like she'd be super annoying. 
Okay. Um, so, I, had, I had I had her as my number three as well, Jake. Okay. I, w- I was intrigued. I was reading through her bio, and I was like, okay, okay, this could be good. This could be good. Like, she, you know, she had a, a lot of things going for her. And then at the very end, she said she wanted to play, like, Russell or Sandra. <laughs> and when I when I saw that, and I was like, okay, I scrolled back up, and I looked at her. I was like, people are going to hate that. <laughs> so, <laughs> she's not my first voted out, but, like, I don't know. Her vibe, if she tries to do something like that and play really hard, people are going to be like, Nah, I'm yeah. good. Like, get out of here. So I, I stayed away from her. Okay. But if she could pull off the Russell Sandra thing, yeah. Like, that's, there we go. She, yeah. You know, she, that's good company to be in. Yeah. 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 All right. Who's got anybody else with a three? Duvall said. Yeah, I just had Tiffany, yeah, Tiffany Irvin, who's an, uh, an artist okay. from. Yep. Elizabeth, New Jersey. So I just thought just maybe her artistry is going to be beneficial in some of the challenges. Um, and just having that type of uh, open mind may be a benefit, too, to some of the teammates, you know, as she's kind of working through it. So Okay. So, yeah. Fair, fair. All right, then. <laughs> Silence, crickets. Yeah. Sure, good work. All right. Duvall's a solo not, one on not, that no one. No crazy moments there. I'm yeah. sorry. That's fine. That's fine. I'll be. I'll lone wolf that one. All right, yeah. Oh, there you go, yeah. I don't think I picked any artists. Am I naive in the fact I just don't – do artists do well at Survivor? I'm, I, maybe I'm just naive. Here's, here's, here's the thing, Chris, is like I never try to – when talking about this – we all truly don't really know, right? Like, we can sit here and I can tell, Jeeves, you're an idiot for doing this, this, and this. Or, Chris, you're, you're the smartest person or whatever. And then they go out first. Or they get yeah. hurt. Or they quit. Because you really don't know these people. Yeah. So, like, in all in all, you got to take it with a grain of salt and just be like, Duval seeing something I'm not. Maybe he's right. 50-50. He's, he's 50, he might be right. 50, he might be wrong. That's really what it is right now. I mean, because Survivor has now changed. I mean, the first voted out, it used to always be pick the weirdest looking motherfucker who looked like they couldn't get along. Now, these yeah. past couple years, they've doubled the weird people and they've, they've kind of become the majority. And those people, a Carolyn, a Carolyn who went to the finals a couple seasons ago, would have been first out back in season 10. You know what I mean? Because she was just mm-hmm. weird, eccentric. No one would have got along with her. But they kind of hang out now and they like some of that stuff. They've gone, as we've talked about, from like villains to like quirky people, people who have to overcome stuff, addiction, yeah. early, early uh, having kids at a young age, or battling, you know, losing a, a sibling or a parent at a young age or something like that. So, though, though, like I said, Duval maybe she may win it all. Who knows? But I, you know, it's just I we don't know. We truly don't know. I always think back to season forty. I think that was maybe the first year I joined, yeah, uh, or maybe thirty nine. And I was like, that was the year where it was all winners. And yeah. I was like, oh, I got this in the bag. I know these guys by heart. Like, I've been watching forever. And who is it? Uh, McCoy yeah. won. Yes. Never watching this show since, like, season two. Nope. And so I was like, okay. Everything I say on this podcast, yep. I, it's going to be thrown right back at yep. me two days later. Yep. But, um, yeah, I definitely think, like, the, the quirky, fun-loving people, like, they definitely make it past. I'm still annoyed last year. My girl, who ended up being, you know, uh, a favorite throughout the game, like she was really annoying at the beginning and everyone turned on her and hated her. Can't think of her name. But then the guy quit 
And so yeah. she stayed another week. Yep. I was so mad because she was my first oh, loaded yeah, out. Yeah, yep. yeah. I had it locked and loaded. And the guy's like, um, I just don't like it here. And I was like, get out of yeah. here. And it ruined my whole game. Yeah. But, you know, I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter. No, I know what you're you're talking about <laughs> when they did um, ex- Extinction Island or whatever. No, I'm talking about last year. It was. It was no, no, no. I'm talking was, about before that story. You're talking oh, about when, oh, yeah. at, when when Alex McCoy came on and he hadn't watched in since season two and Extinction yeah. Island came on and he wouldn't have won, but since Chris Underwood came back because he was voted out second because mm-hmm. he was a strong dude, he came back and basically went from he would have only cost him two points to winning the whole thing. At, that's an eighteen point swing, um, yeah. and that's where, like you said, you just with some of these twists and turns, it really doesn't matter how good the person is or not. I mean. When Erica, uh, the the Canadian, won a couple, or yeah, she won a couple seasons ago, she had that whole moment where like she was supposed to lose and get voted out, but she did the hourglass and flipped the whole thing, and that yep. basically was her moment. And and even Marianne, who sat around and was kind of drugged to the final with strength, and she cried so much, and then she was able to speak and say how like she used that emotions to fool people into thinking she was weak, but really she was strong. And then they they ended up she wins the whole thing when. Again, in the first 20, 30 seasons, she wouldn't have made it past, you know, day we day won. seven or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. it, it's kind of flipped a lot, and the the judgments can be really different from season to season, but also just they've cast a lot of different characters now. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Well, I'll jump in. My number two, they kind of are similarly looking, but I went with Mariah Gaynor. Program coordinator, 28, that sweet spot of age – hoping that, like you said, she can hang around, knows how to deal with a lot of people if you're coordinating things and just working with people. So, again, that was just a quick bang through the two down there, and there I am at two. Again, nothing too intellectual about the choice. Did you pick her because her favorite hobby is beer brewing, and you're like, all right. Oh, (laughs) absolutely. There we go. Absolutely. I didn't didn't know that tied in, but it works. Sometimes Mm -hmm. things just... Randomly happen, and we'll take that. We'll add that to it. <laughs> I love that. Beer brewing. There we go. Hopefully she uh, can make it pretty far and give me some double digits or win it all. Yeah. I have no idea how this is going to go, but my second is the Randon Montalvo. He's an aerospace tech. Um, I just felt like just having him having a, a, a good strength of knowledge, I think that if he's able to get to... Um, the merger, he's going to be a much stronger than some people. He's still got a, a, a an athletic build to where he can actually be strong in a lot of those competitions. So, uh, I just took a shot in the dark and went with him. So we'll see how it works out for me. I have I have him as number two as well. Oh shit! Okay, Jeep. All right. Yeah, I love that. Is is if you just change like two letters in his name, it's random. And I almost, I almost, I almost just chose him just for that fact that his, his name is Randon, which I'm sure he's heard the joke about random his whole life. But I mean, great name. I worry. I know you brought up athletic build, but an aerospace tech that means he's a tech guy, and I don't know a lot of tech guys that are very like they went into tech for a reason because they didn't get picked first and they couldn't play kickball on the field. Now I, I could again. We just talked about it. I could be totally wrong. He can sh- completely eat my eat, eat crow when I watch episode one and he wins the whole challenge. But uh, that was I I, I would have picked him for his name and 
Now I'm just, you know, playing devil's advocate for you, and who knows what's going to happen. <laughs> so, Jake, in his favorite hobby, he's endurance marathons. He really? See, look. It was between I, him and Banu for me, the two 41-year-old guys, and I went yoga over endurance marathons. Because so I was like, if they can get past the merge, getting that zen, getting that yoga sure. on some of those, like, long challenges. But, yeah, I mean. But, it, but is, if, if we're thing. being honest, when you think of endurance marathons, that, all you have to do is run. Like, athletic ability to me, <laughs> like, I, again, I'm not saying I could do it, but if we're comparing endurance marathons to a guy, you know what I'm saying? Like, did he do endurance marathons just to stay in shape? Why also because he couldn't throw and catch a ball or whatever it was? I don't know. Again, so you're not giving him the coconut when I, when we're shooting in the basket. Yes, yeah, yeah, I'm not giving him the coconut. Yeah, him the coconut. <laughs> but well, again, he I could be completely wrong, and he proves it. And all of a sudden, he's out there, and he's like, "Well, I was a four you know four sport athlete in high school, and I could have walked on it. I don't know, whatever." And I'm like, "All right, well, that's why." Again, this is why we're we're, we're making judgments off of bios and pictures. Who knows what's going to happen? But we've all seen it too, where you're just like, "Uh oh, okay." That person should not. Oh, they shouldn't be shooting the coconuts in the basket. Why did they choose them? So I don't know. It'll be fun. We'll see. We'll see how old Randon does. I still got a three. Okay. Um, David Jelinski. Oh, the slot the, slot machine man. Yeah. You know, I don't like Vegas, so <laughs> I wouldn't want to go home to Vegas. But he might. But I yeah. figure he's a guy that's just coming in. Balls to the wall, free will, let's see what happens. And, you know, probably doesn't look like he's going to have a lot of strong opinions, you know. He's living in Vegas. He probably just goes with the flow a lot, you know, not too confrontational. Um, yeah, he just seemed like a down, like, down-to-earth guy that would get along with a lot of people. The, my only knock is he's 22, and at 22, yeah. you think you know everything, but you don't know everything. And then when you get around 41-year-olds, 30-year-olds, and you project – and again, he could be wrong. And he, you project like, hey, and that's where the youngness comes out. We always see there's 22-year-olds, 21, 20, 19, whatever. Make it, can make it a good little run, but then all of a sudden that, that immaturity or just lack of, you know, uh, awareness can kind of show up and people are just tired. Because think about it. Well, Michael, what are you, 27, 28? 28. 28? Yeah, just, just recently, yeah. And us, we're, you know, mid-30s. Imagine hanging out with a 21, 22-year-old. It wears quick. Yeah. It wears quick. Yeah. You don't do it anymore. You don't. Even when you see the new people coming in at work, you talk to them for a minute, and maybe you go grab a drink after work, and then you're just like, this, this is just, there's no way we're going to make it happen because – I'm over here worrying about two kids and also going to bed and watching my shows, and they're worried they're still drinking on on work nights. I can't do that anymore. You know what I mean? So, but he's a salesman, right? Yeah. And who do you think buying slot machines? Probably not other twenty-two-year-olds, right? He's Fair. probably used to having the. Fair. You know, in my field, I'm a young salesman hanging out with boomers all day. So, you know, that's <laughs> that's fair to the sales that's, guy. That's, yeah. That's a fair statement. But you're also thirty-seven, yeah. right? Easy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the funny thing about him, I have him as my first out. Okay. Yeah. So, so we'll we'll see. Yeah. I mean, knowing him, yeah. he might win it. Yeah, that's exactly. I mean, we can eat all these words yeah. here. So, <laughs> it, uh, 
he, he reminds me of a, a kid who came on a couple of years ago. He was like 21. And he, when I was reading this thing, he seems to love Survivor. Like, he knows all the yep. names. They're like, who do you want to play as? And he listed, like, eight names. <laughs> so it's like, he's going to come on. He's going to think he knows everything about the show. And then he's going to say something, like, so absurdly stupid or, like, get an idol or get an advantage. And then, like, I think the, the kid who went out, like, he was so jacked up, he got the idol. And then he was, like, overthinking and gave his idol to somebody else and got voted out. I can't remember exactly what happened, but you're like, dude, come yeah. on. What are you thinking? So I can definitely see him doing that. But, yeah, I mean, salesmen, if if you let them stick around and let them get to know you. Yeah. Salesman will twist it around, twist things the, the right way, and end up working out for him. Yeah, just the, the, the 22 just scares me, the lack of real-world life experience. Now, I don't know. Maybe his background, he grew up and went yeah. from foster home to foster home and whatever. But one of the things I've always noticed from these is those young people tend to burn quick, where it's just that lack of social awareness, being around a couple older people, realizing, like, oh, I shouldn't say this. Oh, maybe I should hide this a little bit. But, again... We'll find out here in a couple weeks how it all dices up. Jacob's always like, uh, maybe he spent 17 months in Tanzania. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what his backstory is. Sorry. I, you're killing me with these. What are these? Because and the same thing, Michael, we've done it. We've done these Natalie's podcasts. We should just pick them and turn them in and now we talk about advocate. it. And we sit here and talk about it. And then like all of a sudden, the person you die hard for and you thought was going to be great goes out week three and you're like, God bless, man. Like, why didn't I choose this other person? So it's just you think you know so much by just judging off them. Even when you read some of the bios, sometimes I feel like I just clog my brain with too much info. And you think, and then all of a sudden something crazy. They twist their ankle. They climb on a rock and fall off of it and break their shoulder. And you're like, well, damn, like, what is this? Or or they show their hand in puzzles too fast or, you know, what it is. They, they strategize. Michaela strategized too much, made one move, and they voted her out before the merge kind of thing. So... You're just cracking me up with these what ifs. <laughs> what if he broke his big toe in third grade? Hey, you never know. <laughs> you never know. Maybe. Uh, all right. Anybody got a, a what's the lowest rat? Three twos? I got a two. Okay. What you got? I want Ben Katzman. I okay. feel like uh, he, he's when I when I see his picture, he seems super quirky and like uh, guy version of Marianne. Now he's a little bit older. But when I was reading his bio, you know, he he seems to just kind of chill and love life. He, he was successful, but then was like, I'd rather enjoy life than, like, live out of my suitcase and grind all these hours. So <clears throat> he reminded me of, uh, oh, gosh, the, the happy-go-lucky guy from a few years ago, Corey or something. Oh, he was with uh, the, the guy, guy from prison who ended up winning. Okay. Um, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know who you're talking about. He got blindsided near the end, but he had went. Yeah, he had went to, and then he went to Duke to get his master's or doctorate or whatever it was. Yeah, and he and bl- then he just ran a surf shop. Yep. And, yep. at the end of it. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, he was in Hawaii. Figure. He was from Hawaii. Yeah. And yeah, 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 he, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I can't remember his name, so sorry, podcast listeners. Yeah. But I know you're like, what is this guy talking about? But yeah. Jake gets it, so we're good. Yeah. But yeah, that's the kind of vibe I'm getting. So um, hopefully that translates to sticking around for a while. They're wearing pants on the beach, though, man. I can't yeah, it's tough. That's, <laughs> that's a tough look. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the jean overalls would be – that's a rough sand, man. Jeans and sand yeah. never go together. I'm sure as no. soon as he gets on the beach, 
it's got to be a rarity he wears those things. Even get even wash them in salt water is going to be rough. Like that's mm-hmm. Chafe City. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he looks he looks like he's got a lot of sand on his feet too. Like the artist that he's been playing in the sand. Like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they took that photo on on day twenty six. So he's been hanging around in the sand all the time. Still looks fresh and good and ready to go. All right, who else got? We got any any twos, any ones? I'm done. Oh wow! What you got, Mike? You still got something left? I still I got my first voted out. That's it. Yeah, I've got my one because I haven't made a pick yet, but I'm still. But I'll, <laughs> I got first voted out too. I'll let you go first, Mike. Okay. Um, I went with uh, Soda Thompson. Same. Um, she seems like. Somebody, she talked about being like super anxious all the time, but they bear with me. And I was like, okay, well, that's a recipe for quitting. And then, um, I don't know, like she didn't, she didn't have anything about like getting excited or like being competitive or anything like that. And she just seemed a little too normal to like (laughs) fall into that super quirky category where like people kind of vibe with her. So I was just like, there's nothing really extravagant or interesting i guess you could say and so for me i'm like okay they brought on the show she might be in you know good for for one episode <laughs> and and she can cry and and quit i don't know so that that was kind of the vibe i got harsh harsh but you know that's that's the way i'm feeling i uh i went to try to get this bonus point i already have two people so i think the namey tribe might be the loser tribe i'm guessing they look the weakest to me she does seem to be on the bigger side. I'm not fat shaming. I'm just looking at photos here. Nothing against that. And I'm thinking if, if, if hopefully she can, if they, you know, they compete, there's always somebody that's a scapegoat. Who knows? Maybe she's not. And it's, it's, it's either, and I already have two people on this team, Venus. And then I think the Mariah or who else is it here? Liz is on that team. So I've got Venus and I got Liz. I don't know. Maybe they turn on somebody else. I, I just went with her. You know, she is, she, she teaches special ed, God bless her, because that's one of the hardest gigs in the universe, but I just don't know if I'm looking at, I think that's the weaker tribe, I've got to pick somebody from there, and I I, I just think she, she'd be the one that might mess up, I don't know, but I could be totally wrong, and Venus could be the one missing the shots of the hoop, or be the weak one because she's super skinny, and, and there it is, so that's kind of why I went with her, nothing against, like you said, you just we just pick one to pick one, so... Long right. Island girl, she might piss a bunch of people off. Good. <laughs> All right, so everybody's gone. That's it. Nope. All right. Well, I'll make my first number you one. Your first out. What did you say, G? Chris, did you do your first out or no? Oh, you did. Yeah. The annoying Miss Wilcox. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're all hoping Orange team loses. Name, naming tribe, you're losing week one. <laughs> Vote somebody out. We'll see what happens. All right, I'm going. Everything's riding on Jake right now for his number one pick. Yeah, I think I'm going. I'm, I'm just going to go wild because, like we said, Tim Spicer. I know we talk college coach, but I'm going to go. I'm going to. I think I'm just going to stick with the the mother, Maria Gonzalez, number one. We're going to ride it out. We'll see if the mother can find a take it. 
again, I try not to think too hard. I'll probably Tim Spicer will probably win now, and I probably could have picked him and then won the whole thing first time ever. But you know, you can't live in the past. You can't live in the future. You gotta live in the now, and that's what I'm picking right now. We'll see how it goes. So, you guys right. talk about the people who went unselected. Yeah, I mean, um, I think we've. Uh, who do we? I no think one, there's only two. Tevin. There's only two people. Yeah, no one Tevin picked Tevin. And Q. And Q. Yeah, no yeah. one picked Q either. He's gonna win it. All. He could. <laughs> yeah, Q for the win. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's in that right age, twenty nine, real estate agent. So he's probably always trying to sell you something. But yeah, I don't know. And Tevin was up there. He made a he made a a late run of me wanting to throw him at number one, but. I don't like the yam yam effect, right? Like, he's he. Yeah. He, he looks like he's gay. Is he gay? Does anybody know? I don't want to judge. I mean, we've been this whole podcast is judgments anyway. But maybe he comes in at the last little bit, and I don't know. Got a lot of sand yeah. on his feet. I'm getting, telling you, these guys playing around in the sand too much. They're not uh. gonna win. Yeah, I, it's Jacob. It's funny you mentioned yam yam. And then, like, we've talked about Marianne. I do feel like if I'm the quirky, weird person and, and somebody makes it, but it's, like, entirely different quirky, weird person yeah. every time. Like, they're doing I, – I don't know if it's systematic or what, but they're trying to find somebody kind of very different every single time. So um, that's why I stayed away from Tevin. I was like, okay, the yeah. Yam Yam thing played and yeah. this season, like – I don't know if they're going to. Well, he's. <laughs> it, it, well, I'm interested to see how the producers. We even do. said after that season, because we, you know, I think if we have the time to do it after this season, I'd love to do a breakdown episode of the season once it ends, you know. But to me, if Carolyn and Yam Yam weren't together on the same tribe, they would have been gone too. Like, it helped that yeah. they had it too. They could relate because they would have drove each other. Like, they would have just been the oddball out. And they kind of did that in Early Survivor. They'd leave that. They'd put the weirdo with two jocks, a neurosurgeon, and, like, people who could they couldn't relate to him at all. And now since they've yep. added some different people, they've kind of helped those weird and quirkies by giving them somebody they can somewhat relate to and no one feels totally alienated mm-hmm. by the yeah. by their tribe or whatever. And th- it happens anyway because you just don't know how people are going to totally mesh. But, yeah, I mean, he's with, again, as we just talked, it's, it's Tevin, Soda, Venus, Liz... Randon, so that to me, and then I think I missed one person, Hunter. Hunter might have to carry that tribe, but we'll see. I mean, though Randon, Randon's the the long-distance Duval runner over here, marathons and stuff, so we'll see. If he, as long as he don't pop an Achilles or bang his head like Bruce or something like that. You know. Uh, right. But, I mean, I mean, last season, we hadn't seen a tribe get that decimated you know, all the way down. I guess Carolyn and mm-hmm. Yam Yam and what well, it was uh, Carolyn Yam Yam with Connor or whatever that that young NASA kid was, but they were able to play yeah. that middle, yeah, and all the yeah. way to the end. Um, I don't that's know kind of what they did last season too. They voted about the the black guy from the tribe that got um, smacked, and then that one girl who should have been voted out first, but everybody yep. quit. Yep, she just kept working both sides until yep. they were finally like, "All right, I'm done with it." Yeah. Um, so that could, that could be a plus. That could be a bonus for some of those people. It's true. But it is better when you get to see each tribe 
at least go to one immunity, right? That whole when that right. when that the Caleb and all their tribe went back to back to back. Oh yeah, Emily, Emily who made it all the way there Emily. near the end. Yeah, Emily, yeah, she would have went. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Everyone had her down as a first out, and then some, somehow she made it all the way to the merge. Who had the least social skills? I mean, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's a. Uh, it will be interesting to see how that how these kind of shake out and how the the winners and yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah. All right. I think that's about. That's about it. Anybody got any uh, final thoughts? Final. I think we always bring it up each uh, each season. Do we know of any like quirks, or do they, have they said they're going to add any um, different uh, immunities or you know advantages? I know they've been playing the the waters with a lot. Some of them been great. Some of them been kind of like, eh, okay. Yeah. But do we have we heard any rumors or anything like that? The only one I heard mentioned, like I said at the beginning, was they brought the auction back, but I don't think they're doing the auction again, which was like a big tease, which I thought was a pretty cool thing. Um, yeah. You know, I did like a couple seasons ago when they did that that advantage in the birdcage. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and then yeah, they yeah. kind of took it away. And I know with a lot of those, you know, say those random sayings or the – give me your beads off of your hat or whatever it was, your beads from your bracelet to try to get an immunity mm-hmm. idol. They can only really do this one time because everyone suspects it once you watch it on TV kind of thing. Yeah, um, true. But I don't know. I mean, it's last season to me started off kind of slow and then it kind of got better. I mean, it, it's like I said, they've gotten away from some of those villains. So it's just every everybody's loving each other, right? And that's cool, but like mm-hmm. – then it's everyone crying because you have to vote somebody out. It's like, but it's a game. Like, you need, you know, positive, negative sides. People who are mad. People who are emotional. People, I mean, I get it. It's nice. Yeah. You like to get to know everybody. Now with social media, you can't really act too much like an ass, and then everyone's going to kill you if you are on social media, and then you got to be right. friends with them outside. The show. I, mean, I guess you don't have to, but, I mean, Probst admitted he's not casting people yeah. to be ass and assholes and dicks and all that kind of yeah. stuff. So, I'm, I'm curious how, like, the season of Russell, like that first season where he was truly a villain and just did all the things and like the audience loved it. Yeah. I wonder if the people on the show like, like him, like are, are friends with him now. Cause like last year, Bruce was the villain, yeah. but he wasn't a good villain. No. Like he was just a pariah more yeah. than anything. And he had, and so like maybe the, the last couple of seasons, the villains just haven't been very good. Or, or they get put on the outs and then they, like, don't necessarily fight their way back in. But, yeah, I'm curious to see, like, Russell's season if people were like, oh, yeah. No, Russell's my guy. I love him. I love the way he played the game. Or they're just like, yeah, no, I hate it. Hate his yeah. guts. I never want to talk to him again. Yeah, I, I think it's just the sign of the times now, too. And, and Jeff wanting the show to be more positive, as he said. And mm-hmm. also just I think everyone now that's been playing pretty much, if you didn't grow up with social media, even if you took – you know, the oldest person on here, they were probably mid-20s when social media kind of started coming about. You know ramifications, right? Like, even if you got, like, back then, you could Russell Hansett and your work would maybe see it and the other people, but it wasn't like people just would berate you on the internet over and over and over and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Now I think you're more self-conscious with how you do play. Now I guess, again... I think that's the people they're casting. Maybe they, they have a little mm-hmm. self-conscious, a little bit of like more of the, the angel than the devil on their shoulder. Because I'm sure you mm-hmm. can find, I mean, we see it in reality shows all the time. You can find bad people or villains out there if you really were searching for yeah. them. 
So it just seems yeah. like they're going for more of the adversity, overcoming, you know, uh, hardships to get where they are and to get to law school or to get where, you know, had a kid at 16 and or my, my parents passed away when I was 15 or something like that. So, yeah. Or you broke your toe in third grade. That's right. You know, and then went to Tanzania and lived for 15 years. That's right. That's right. So, oh, but... Actually, the other thing I wanted, this is going to completely take like a right angle, but uh, people have been asking me, Duvall, are you ready to admit you were wrong about Brandon Miller and Scoot Henderson? (laughs) I will admit that my choice of the Hornets taking Scoot Henderson over Brandon Miller was actually wrong. Okay, all right. Bit that I was wrong. All right. Um, do I still believe that Scoot is a talented individual? Yes. Do I think at some point he'll have a fairly decent career? Yes. But I do believe that the better pick was Brandon Miller for us here in Charlotte. And I think that uh, he is set up for su- some success, barring any injuries knocking on wood, that everything stays that way. But at yeah. this point, to this point, I have been proven wrong, and he okay. has proven me wrong. I hope that he continues to prove me wrong. Okay. So you, okay. You got you got it on what you got it on record. Oh, don't worry. I'm going to clip this off, and I'm going to post it all over social media <laughs> as well, because the people have been asking. And I said Duvall still hadn't admitted he was wrong, and then I think you admitted during the Super Bowl the same thing, but the cameras weren't rolling because it was a commercial. Mm-hmm. So I needed to get the video recorded evidence. We've got the Zoom recording just for backup audio purposes. So now we've yep. got it on video. We'll have to clip this off as well. So, all right. Good yeah, deal. Come dra- by, the, by the draft, I'll have a Brandon Miller jersey. Yeah, oh, okay. Ooh, okay. Wow. All right. Okay. Fair Fair all, right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I, that's about all I get besides a uh, shout-out. I don't think we ever gave Brittany her shout-out for winning our NFL pick And then, of course, mm-hmm. if you want Survivor, let us know. You can – Join up until the game, until the first episode's over, obviously. If you join after, your first overall pick will have to be whoever was voted out first, but at least you'll get in for next season or whatever. And then, of course, our March Madness brackets will be coming out, I guess, here in about a month. We'll do a women's one again, and we'll do a men's one again. So, I think last year... Gamecocks won them both. Oh, look at that. We already know Michael's <laughs> picks. Uh, I think... Um... Men's basketball? <laughs> 18th in the country, all right? Anything's possible. That's, that's fair. Okay. That's fair. You're right. You're right. That's fair. <laughs> uh, I've always said I feel like Survivor sometimes is harder to pick than the NCAA tournament just because it really is just all like we just talked about. You're just throwing darts at a wall and hoping something's going to happen kind of thing. So uh, I think, uh, was it Trent, I think, won the women's bracket, our inaugural first one ever last year. And... Who won the who won the oh Adam Lurs won the men's bracket. So yeah, we'll see how uh season two goes for the women's bracket and then I think what season eight or nine or ten for the men's. I know Jeeves has won that one before. So yeah. Yeah. Who's all wait, who's all so who's all won Duval's won what? I I've the, the the mock draft the mock draft challenge. Mm-hmm. I've i well, I won an NFL pick'em. Jeeves is one. Now, it was like way before we actually like did the Beards Watch one, but I'll still give it to you, Jeeves. You want a, you want a college <laughs> basketball pick them. You're on the trophy. It was, yeah. You won that year. It was just called like random or something. It was before we did the pod, but we count it. 
Chris yeah, finally got the, on the you, board. Got to respect the history. Board. Yeah, you got to respect the history. Even though the league title was changed, yeah. it's all right. Chris yeah. finally got on the board, and he got Survivor, right? If you want anything else or just Survivor? Uh, life, baby. I'm winning life with the Survivor. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you look at it. Yep. And then, Mike, you've got Survivor, too, right? Yeah, just Survivor. Just okay. Survivor. But Mike was the first one to get a shirt for winning. So he did start the shirt tradition, so... But then, yeah, and then we got that sweet, ginormous trophy that Chris has now. So how long will he hold on to it? <laughs> we hold on to it for another uh, eight, nine months. We'll find out. So, if all I right. win again, if I win again, will you give me whiskey? Actually, though, instead of a bottle of shells. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if I can get some whiskey from the people, I'll give you some whiskey. Absolutely. All right. I was all out, but next time you're over, I've got some here to pour. I'll pour you some so you can taste it. It's here. Nice. All right. Well, appreciate it, fellas. Stick around so we can grab the photo afterwards. And then, uh, let's see. Well, Chris, man, since you've, you've got the trophy there, how do we end the pod? Peace.